Hello and welcome to another episode of the Football Creative slash Creative Waffle podcast. Depending on whenever you're listening to this, I'm going to be changing the thumbnail and I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to get the Creative Waffle podcast and the Football Creative as one um, and for everyone to enjoy the episodes uh, equally. Anyway, on today's show, I am joined by award-winning sports photographer Dickie Pelham. He's been in the game for over 30 years and he's a photographer for The Sun. On the show today, we talk about his brand new book that he's launching, looking back at his 30 years of sports photography. Throughout the show, Dickie also shares fantastic stories about sporting greats, travelling the world whilst getting paid for his passion, and how to get into sports photography. And before we get into the show, I do just want to quickly mention the Creative Waffle Speaker Night. There's links down in the description to the tickets, they're only £5, and it'll be an amazing night in London, one not to miss. It's on the 15th of November 2019, so save the date, grab a ticket, and I'd love to see you there. We have speakers such as Dixon Baxi, Tom Ross, and Ian Barnard. So a fantastic lineup. I'd really like to see you there. Um, down in the description of the tickets. And if you are enjoying this podcast whilst listening to it, please do share it around. Take a screenshot of it, put it onto Instagram stories, and tag at Creative Waffle and at Dickie Pelham. So thank you very much. Let's get into the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks very much for having me. Uh, can we start off with who you are and what, and what you're all about? Yeah, I'm the uh, chief sports photographer of the Sun newspaper. I've been there for 30 years, and I get to photograph some of the most amazing sporting events in the world. And luckily for you today, you've got the big exclusive because my book came through the post. Uh, I'm still in shock. Yeah, that must be exciting, like having uh, all of your uh, the best photos in one place and, and being able to flick through them. Yeah, it, it was brilliant. I just did a little video on Instagram and teased people with a little slow motion video of all the uh, pages turning and my Insta's just gone ping, 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 ping. <laughs> but no, it was brilliant. We What did we meet? We met in March, didn't we? Mm. And uh, <clears throat> we was putting it all together. But there was huge, huge problems with the way the league was going. You know, Manchester City were going for the title. Liverpool were going for the title. Spurs were coming in on the mix in the Champions League. We had a couple of good boxing pitches as well with James DeGaulle and Chris Eubank having their fight. But we had to make this decision how we went at the end. And we went with Manchester City winning the domestic treble and Liverpool uh, winning the Champions League, which, which was an unbelievable night. Yeah. Did you go? I did. Yeah, I did. I was supposed to go to uh, Baku first to do Arsenal versus Chelsea in the UEFA Cup. <clears throat> and then they said, go on to uh, Chelsea for the Champions League final. Wow. And we looked at the flights. We looked at, looked at the flights. It was too late. I wouldn't have got into Madrid until Saturday at five o'clock. And there was no way I was going into a Champions League final like that, stressing and worrying about what positions I'm going to get, <clears throat> etc., mm. etc. And I remember the flight from London to Baku was £2,000. <laughs> you had to have the flight to get from Baku to Madrid. They were really, really... It wasn't good for fans. It really wasn't good for fans. Mm. <laughs> uh, plus Spurs being in the final... It was a little bit dodgy being a West Ham fan. It was a fault, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't care. I got a great. I got. I got a great picture of Liverpool at the end. That, that suited me fine. A brilliant trophy picture. Jordan mm. Henderson. He choreographed it perfectly. You know, he 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 picked up the trophy. He didn't just lift it. He walked to his teammates. They did all the wave, and it was uh, lifting it. It was just a beautiful picture. Beautiful picture. It's on my Instagram if anybody wants to see it. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Being at these these huge sporting events and and just. Being in the final of all of these amazing places, like you've been to the World Cup, the Women's World Cup, um, you've been to, to Wimbledon this week, you've been to um, Cricket World Cup final, uh, you've been getting around a little bit. I'm very, I, I think I said in one of my tweets the other day, I'm a very privileged person. To see what I've seen in the last three weeks is just amazing. Went to the Women's World Cup, I was praying that the girls were going to get to the final. We went to the we went out for the semi-final stages, so I did some really nice preview pictures of three of the girls. Then they played USA that night. <clears throat> First twenty minutes, I thought the girls were, were never in it. Second half, they really come out, and then they played so so well. And then you had the VAR decision, yeah. and VAR is going to be so so difficult next season <laughs> with us. They got the penalty, <clears throat> and the poor girl from Manchester City, she missed the penalty, and then. I got a great action picture in it as well, and then you know, the pictures that come out of it now are going to be dejection pictures. Mm. But it's nice to have a dejection picture in your portfolio for the end of the year. <laughs> came back, went went to Wimbledon, had three or four days at Wimbledon, and Andy Murray and Serena Williams they were having great doubles together. You had Joanna Conta, 
Then I came out of Wimbledon. I went to the uh, cricket semi-final World Cup against Australia. That was an amazing game because we'd lost to Australia in the early group stages, didn't we, at Lords? Mm. And then we tonked the Aussies, absolutely tonked them. You know, you can't... Uh, that's a great feeling. You know, the cricket crowds, it's good banter. It's great banter. <clears throat> and then I came back to Wimbledon. I think I did... Uh, yeah, I did two semi-finals. I did the... Uh, I did the women's final on the Saturday which was unbelievable because Serena Williams, she got absolutely schooled in that final. And then I went to boxing that night and did the new British heavyweight, a guy named Daniel Dubois. He won the British title. People might know mm. I, I love I love boxing and Dubois, he's going to be the next big thing. And on Sunday morning, I went to the World Cup final. I saw England finally win a World Cup. And we could say they won it on penalties as well. Yeah. It, was a, it was the super over. So I've seen England win the World Cup on penalties, which was a super over. Technically, technically. For people who don't know football, it's, it's not football. It's uh, That was cricket but, uh, for, for the, yeah, the exactly. non-sports yeah, exactly. fans. But, uh, yeah, that's, that was but the whole of England is talking about us winning a World Cup. Yeah, finally winning a World Cup. It's just incredible how many... Getting around to all those things and, like you say, very, very privileged, but also just... Like, how have you have you managed to get to this place where you've you've been in this position where you can go to all these places where you're trusted by you know the number one selling newspaper in the UK and and you you know yeah how, how have you managed to get to this place have you always been interested in photography if we take it right back <coughs> let's take me right back God this is hard uh, <laughs> I started oh God I'm, I'm 55 I left school on the Friday. And I went to an agency in London called Universal Pictorial Press. I worked in the dark rooms. I was a messenger. I did all the horrible jobs that you have to do that no one would do in this day and age. I didn't go to university or anything like that. The only university I went to was the University of Life. And that's how I started. <laughs> I was trolling around in the snow, the rain, the sunshine, delivering pictures, etc., etc. I did that for a year and a half. Then I got my break. I went into the dark rooms, worked in the dark rooms. So I was printing all these brilliant images and things like that. <clears throat> and I always had, a, always had a keen interest in sports photography, even photographing the sports photography on the on the school sports day. That that was great. Mm. So I bought myself my first long lens. I think it was a Canon 300-2.8. Paid a fortune for it. My what wife lent me the money. Was my about? girlfriend at the time. Probably 82, 83. Right, wow. My first ever game. I went. I went to West Ham. I went to West Ham, and it was uh, it was during the TV blackouts. There was no. They were all arguing about the money, and this pairing of McAvenny and Cotty, <clears throat> they played for West Ham. And I got this great celebration picture of McAvenny and Cotty running towards me. So I suppose, I suppose that that's where it all started off, really. That's incredible. At West Ham, uh, <clears throat> about 83, 84. Cool, you got me thinking now. 83, 84. I got promoted to a, like a senior photographer role. So that was it. I was a photographer. So I used to have to photograph politicians, sporting. It was a portrait agency more than anything. You go to events, get this portrait of these people. But my <clears throat> my first ever publication, I went, we used to do a lot of boxing. And there were two boxers called Mark Kayla and Errol Christie. Uh, and their press conferences was at a, uh, at a casino called Stackey's Casino. Right. You do your general picture. You know when you've seen in the newspapers, you see two boxers posing up, shaping up together. They did their picture. They'd finished their picture, and I asked Mr. Christie, I think I called him Mr. Christie at the time, can I take your portrait? And he said, of course you can. <laughs> but then Kayla come over to him. He, he pulled him apart, and he said, let's give him what he want. And he's smashed him, Shit. and he's hit him. And, and I'm on a Hasselblad camera, and a Hasselblad film camera. I used to have a, a transparency back, a black and white back. I changed both backs, colour, black and white, got the images, <coughs> raced back to the office. Got ev <laughs> I got front page of the sun, yeah. all back pages of other papers, and that's where I can say well, my first publication is. And uh, I managed to find that, and that's a, that's how my book starts. That's where it all starts. That's amazing, start the book as well. Then after that, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, definitely. But then after that, I, I got out of sports photography in this agency, and I went to a royal agency, and I was photographing the members of the royal family, Properly, not illegally, not papping, but I was on the official events, so I was photographing the Princess of Wales, her children, and stuff like that. Wow. But I got bored of that after two years, and then I sent this cheeky letter to the Sun in 1989 saying, Oh, can I do some shifts or can I be a sports photographer on the Sun? And heard nothing. And then three weeks later, it's like they teased me 
Thank you for your letter dated, non-dated, three weeks ago. Yes, we'd like you to come in, show us your portfolio. Showed them my portfolio. And two days later, they rang me up. He went, right, can you do Chelsea versus Norwich? And I had a day job at the time. <laughs> I went, yeah, yeah, I'll work it out. I don't worry, but I'll get there. And that was my first ever game for the Sun. It was Chelsea versus Norwich. And I think Chelsea won one deal. And I got the goal picture. And there you go. The rest is nice. history. I didn't stop working for the Sun after that. But I did news and I did sport until I went on the staff of the paper, which was in 1994, and that was when I was the uh, sports photographer on the Sun. On wow. the staff. That's a lot to break apart there. So if we start back at school, did you always have a camera, or when did you buy your first camera? No, I was lucky. Uh, got a camera for Christmas. Nice. I got a camera for Christmas, and don't tell me what year that was because <laughs> I can't remember that. And it was, it was a practica, and I won the Farrakh Camera Club Junior Photographer of the Year with a fisherman fishing. It was a silhouette picture, and he was fishing down on the banks of the River Thames, and it won that picture. And then, as you say, about two years after that, got the lucky break. Mm. Didn't go to my catering exam. I was supposed to go to a catering because I was going to be a cook. Nice. Didn't go at the catering exam. And went to the interview in Fleet Street. Didn't look back. Yeah, didn't look back. Do you back. still fancy yourself as a bit of a chef? I can cook an omelette. <laughs> 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 nice. Uh, so uh, that's just you've just summed it up really quickly there. So gone for all of those. But I didn't go. I didn't go to all them poor yeah, people yeah. and them poor families, or not poor families, who have to put their kids through university. They ring me up. They, I get loads of messages yeah. saying, "Oh, how can I become a photographer?" and blah blah blah. It was lucky, my day. You just went to the university of your life. Do you still think you need university for, for photography? Well, my daughter, she is. She was going to be a PE teacher. She had a university place. Uh, and I think she was 19 years of age. And all of a sudden she went, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm not going to do that no more. I don't know what I'm going to do. And she said, have a word with someone in your office. And I did have a word with someone in the office. And they said, can she work Adobe Photoshop? Secretly, she'd be looking over my shoulder since the age of 12, learning Photoshop. When I'd come home and I'd be editing on a Saturday night, she'd know what she was doing. And I said, yeah, she can. They said, right, get her to come in. So she came in. She was 19 years of age, and she she knew Adobe Photoshop. She worked there for nothing for three weeks, and after three weeks, they said to her, start putting shifts in at 19 years of age. Oh, wow. And she was earning serious money at 19 years of age and she never went to university. She's now 25 and she is number two on the Sun online desk because online is massive now. Yeah. It's all haters. People are not buying papers now. It's all about online. But we're still the biggest selling paper. Mm. We're still the biggest selling paper. But the story is she never went to university but she was good enough to do that job, which was brilliant. She went for a job on the New York Post, which was a, which is like the equivalent of, say, the Evening Standard, but in New York. She went for this job. She got the interview, and they said, why did you not go to university? You cannot get into America without a university degree. But she's got. they couldn't understand how she had a job on a national newspaper in England without going to university. Wow, that's really so it impressive. contradicts itself, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm an advocate <laughs> yeah. for not going to university and then doing things because I'm, I'm the same. I'm trying to try to make it without a degree. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, too right, too right. Yeah, too right. But it just shows you don't need it. If you're good yeah. enough at your job, you should be allowed to do it. You should be allowed to do it. Okay, I built my experience up. I wouldn't let anybody go into the photography field. I wouldn't let anybody go into the photography field not knowing what they do going into a Premier League football ground. I think there's got to be rules, and we do have rules, and they're, and they're trying to change these rules because people are doing a day job and then they're going to Premier League football matches and they can't do the job. Mm. People, are, My Twitter's going to go mad when people see that, but the Premier League have got to stop You know, people going into grounds without experience. Let them go to the second division, let yeah. them go to the championship and then build up their skills, then go into the Premier League. It's learning. It's learning. It's like learning your trade. Oh, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And then that's the same thing with, with graphic design. You don't just go in straight as a as a senior designer. You have to go in at a, a lower level or even an intern, and you make your way up as a student. And learn your trade. Yeah. Yeah, make your way up. For, you're an apprentice, aren't you? You're learning your trade. Yeah. And I think apprenticeships, apprenticeships are brilliant. That's, I mean, that's something that you and your both your daughter have is, you know, is the drive just to do stuff and get on with it without, you know, without having to wonder about degrees or wondering about qualifications. Yeah. Um, is that something that your parents taught you or you just naturally had or...? 
People say to me, your captions are terrible. I can't spell to save my life, <laughs> but I could take pictures. <laughs> but she can spell. She's brilliant. Yeah. <clears throat> she comes out and jobs with me. You know, she, 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 she loves boxing and she literally sits behind me and I can pass her a card and she edits and she can file and she can have a picture on my desk within two minutes. Yeah. And there's times, I don't, I don't get time to edit. I know the night when uh, uh, Anthony Joshua won the world title, Knockout punch. I thought I had the knockout. She's got it, and she found a punch picture. I just won the uh, uh, Sports Talk of the Year for the fifth time. There was a picture of Dillian White. He was smashing someone. Blood and saliva and gum shield was all coming out. She found that picture for me, and she got it in the paper. It's her job to get pictures into the paper. So, yeah, she does good. Yeah, she does good. Yeah, she does good. But she does moan when all the blood and all the gore go over me and go over her at the same time and all over the laptop. I didn't think about that, you know. I didn't, they must be all over the kit as well. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, totally. But uh, uh, another joking thing, when I say to people, I'm sitting on the edge of the world and everybody else behind me is looking in because even the TV camera's behind me. Yeah, yeah. It's true. That's amazing. That's amazing. How many people are... That's like all sport, it's sporting events. Yeah. Yeah, it must be, yeah. Yeah. I mean, before I go to the next one, like, first of all, the, um, getting getting to one of those events, like like you say, building your stripes up, um, how many people get to go to one of those events? How many people did the sun send? As a photographer, me. Me. Just you? Yeah, uh, me, one photographer. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And we had, I'll tell you an example of Wimbledon, six, photo- uh, six reporters, one photographer, me. Wow. Because we're in, you know... We're not in recession, but we're in cutback. So, you know, they, they, they've got to make the most of their agency deals because we have deals with Getty Images, Reuters, AP, Press Association, Rex Features, etc., etc. They've got three and four photographers at the thing, but I've got to try and read the mind of the reporter, find out what the reporter's writing about. So if we know if the big spread's going to be on Joanna Conta or the big spread's going to be on whatever football match, that, that's when it gets harder because you don't know what the story is going to be on a football match yeah. until the story's happened. And then hopefully you've got to have, have the picture. Whereas tennis is either going to be Joanna Conta wins, Joanna Conta loses. <laughs> you either have a celebration picture or you have a picture of Joanna Conta head down, tail across her head. It's easy to do. But when you go to football, it's much mm. harder because you don't know what the report is going to write about. Yeah, it could be. Because you're on audition. Game kicks off at 7.45. He's got split seconds to write his copy. He's not going to worry about me. Yeah, yeah it could be like last-minute red card and stuff as well. So, no, he can't miss anything. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. 100%. Definitely. You know, like the story, women losing. you got a story of a VAR penalty. We got the penalty. And you think, that's it. England are going to get back in the game now. And then... The, the poor girl misses the penalty, you know, and the story's changed in 30 seconds. You know, she's going to be the story. So at the end of the game, you're looking for the detection pictures. Yeah. You're not looking for a happy picture. Why well, is the centre back taking Champions League final. Champions, <laughs> Champions League final. You know what you're looking for. You're looking for Jordan Henderson and Liverpool celebrating, but you've also got to look at Spurs' dejection because it was a British story as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Also, four teams, yeah, the four British teams in the finals. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, uh, I didn't think about that. It's, it's, there must be a lot of stuff with as normal people we don't think about. Oh, he's just taking photos, so <laughs> we probably don't think about half of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I tend to uh, have radio commentary in my ear. I put five live on, talk sport on, and have a commentator because it's like having a mini director in your ear. You know what you're looking for. Do you remember when uh, who scored the Man City goal in the semi far on the quarter final? It was Sterling, wasn't mm. it? So you look at, but I was at the Spurs end, but Sterling had scored and he ran away. But then all of a sudden the radio commentary say, oh, oh, there's a VAR decision, the VAR. But the Spurs fans are all behind and they don't know what's going on. But <clears throat> at least it's like, I've got a little bit of a director with a commentary going in the ear. Yeah. Can help. Yeah, it can help. Very true. DAB radio for you. Very true. What's uh, what's it going to be like in a couple of years when it's no papers at all? Or if, if do you think actually that's a good question? Do you think it will be no papers at all? Do you think they'll they'll die out? Oh, I hate to say that everybody in my day and age, everyone used to get up and, and buy a newspaper. Do you buy a newspaper? My parents do, and they do by the sun. So I've seen your paper there you, there, <laughs> pictures. There you go. But you look, you look at your, you get your information off the internet or online. Yeah. But this is how the newspapers are trying to broaden their perspective. But see, we we've got we've we've, we've just won a news website of the year. Mm. That was brilliant for us. You know, they've pushed and pushed and pushed. They've got faster. They get the stories up faster. With me, I've adapted to it. 
because I can get 15, 20 pictures online, how I've cropped them, how, how I want to be used. Yeah. So it gives me great exposure. When you get a story, when you get a picture in a paper, it's going to fit that shape or it's going to fit that shape. Yeah. That's what you're working and to. And that text around it as well. That's what you're working to. Exactly, exactly. But like the other day, going back to cricket, sorry about that, I've got a picture of Owen Morgan lifting the World Cup on the front page. That's iconic for me. Can't, you know, man lifts the World Cup. That's as good as Bobby Moore. Yeah, it is. It is. That's incredible. And uh, did you say that is going to be in the yeah. book? I've just missed the oh, uh, deadline. So if the book does, if the book does well, we're now going to have a ch- chapter of cricket. Uh, you could do another thirty years. Got to. And then, and then, yeah, I don't think I'll last that long. <laughs> Fifty-five. <laughs> I've got friend. I've got great, great, great photographers who I respect. One of a really good friend of mine, Kent Gavin. He's had three books out. He was a royal photographer you know done books on the princess of wales the royal family etc etc but they're different they're they're royal photographers they're news photographers they go around the world shooting the royal family but i don't think i'll get up to three books no way maybe if i get another print run a couple of more chapters could be good have you thought about doing like specialists i was really sorry yeah no sorry yeah someone did come to me 20 uh when we tried to do this book after 20 years they went no 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 we don't want that we don't want that what do you fancy doing uh, 20 years of football? And I said, no, I don't want to do 20 years of football. Uh, I've covered six Olympic Games. I've covered seven World mm. Cups in football. I've covered some of the best world title boxing fights and disasters, let me tell you, in the book. And, and they are hard to do. I've covered Wimbledon. I wanted all my pictures in it. The picture, the unseen pictures, because you know not all my pictures have been seen. So I wanted these unseen pictures, definitely. We went back. And we found the negatives of uh, Gaza scoring Euro '96. Oh well, <clears throat> he picks the he picks the ball up, he runs through, he chips it over Hendry, doesn't he? But when you look in the background, you've got all the crowd; they're all tensed and yeah. poised. Then Gaza hits it, and the ball goes past him. I had a remote camera out. I have a remote camera out every day of the week, <laughs> you know. Now because there's no film going in it. In them days, you had 36 frames, and then of course there was the famous dentist chair. I knew Gaza really, really well. And I had heard what he'd gonna, what he was going to do for this celebration. So you know, it was so lucky, so fitting. Because when you go to a big major event, you're told where to sit and where you're sitting. You can't choose ends. Mm. So it was great to get that as, uh, image of Gascoigne. That say it's represented in the book as well. And we're talking iconic photos as well. It's, it's like the best of the best. Do you remember? Do you remember Gaza? I, I not. Well, I don't. I didn't watch him. I was too young for that, unfortunately. Um, and I'd say unfortunately because it would have been amazing because it? it's more of a connection to the fans as well isn't it rather than the players we have these days in them in them days the Sun newspaper used to send two people to every Spurs game one to do Spurs one to do Gaza <laughs> brilliant and I was just I was just so lucky that I think yeah there was a, there's a fishing lake near me he was trout fishing and I was tipped <laughs> off that he was fishing there and of course, as a journalist in them days, I had to have a look. And I saw him and he said to me, please don't take my picture. Please don't take my picture. And I didn't. Mm. And he remembered me for that. And then he got injured. <clears throat> he had the you know the terrible injury. And I was at the training ground every day, just looking and looking. And he knew I was there and he knew what I was I wasn't there to in the work I wasn't there to stitch him up. I was there waiting for the first time he kicked a ball yeah. after the injury. It took about 12 to 18 months and I got this picture of him kicking the ball for the first time. Nice. And that was a great picture to have. Gazza's back. Yeah, Gazza's back. But I knew him as a person and I recently see him about, oh, he came into the office, he was, he was doing a thing with Vinnie Jones. And I didn't think he'd remember me and he'd come over and he hugged me and he kissed me and he said, oh, you look so well. And he was brilliant as well. And Vinnie Jones as well. I've done a couple of silly stunts with Vinnie Jones as well. But Vinnie Jones is Hollywood now. He is big he time. Is, yeah. He remembered me. Yeah, he remembered nice. me. And it's like in the book, Ian, I asked Ian Wright to forward it because I know Ian really, really well. We he, he helped me at the Sun in them early days. We got on a great rapport. We did some silly pictures and silly stunts. And I've never asked him. I've always given him my pictures. I photographed his kids and I said, will you give me the big honour? Will you forward my book? And he said, yeah, of course, man. And he, he did it for he me. He seems like a he really nice guy, me. actually. He is the best of the best. We did. Uh, we had a real funny thing. Do you remember when uh, Abamyang he put the panther mask on the other yeah, week yeah, yeah. Uh, last season? 
He put and and he did the cross, the yeah, yeah. the cross things, and I and I looked on Wrighty's Instagram and Wrighty had filmed it because he gets on with him, and I and I tweeted back to him. I said he's not as good as your celebrations, Wrighty, and I sent him <laughs> the picture up. And next thing he, he he Instagrammed it and he tagged me on it and I didn't really understand it and my Instagram just exploded yeah. all night in my pocket. Boom, boom, boom because <laughs> he, he he tagged me on it. I didn't really understand Instagram, but. If it had been around in his days when he was playing it, he's he's massive on social mm. media writing now. He's got a huge but, influence. Yeah, been good. He, he seems yeah. like one of those sort of fans. He favorite. has. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think he's one of these sort of per- people that has a Instagram manager managing his accounts. He does it. Yeah, himself. he does. I, I um, was listening to a podcast uh, with him, um, and he was very very honest. He came came out like a like a normal guy, like like a really really well down to earth person. Like, and um, he talks very openly about. Yeah, his childhood and um, his, his divorce as well, and and just just a really nice guy. Just he seems like a really like good yeah, man. Yeah. Um, but you got to remember in them situ- you got to remember them in them situations when you was doing a game, like Gaza or got a red card or righty had to punch someone on the field. He knows. Listen, I've got a photograph of you because you're in the public domain. Mm. But okay, there's things you when you have a laugh and things like that <laughs> that I, I would never say anything. Yeah, it's trusted. You're in the you're in the inner sanctum. You don't say anything. Yeah. And I wouldn't say anything. And I, I'm never going to say anything. Yeah, well, I found it funny the other day. I mean, going off off design and photography stuff, but it doesn't matter. Um, I found it funny that when the New Zealand players at, at the Super Over there, and they came out to bat. I was surprised that no one. I mean, they're quite you know they're quite well off the fans anyway, and they're quite gentlemen like. But I'm surprised no one said "you're shit" like as they're walking past or like winding them up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it could have been very interesting if it was somewhere like Edgbaston. It's yeah, like yeah. the first test. First test of the Ashes at Edgbaston, and they've taken that there for a reason for a hostile atmosphere, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. Just to really wind them up before this big moment in their career. Yeah. <laughs> Will you? What happens in football on a penalty shootout? Boo. Exactly. Boo. Exactly. Yeah. In cricket, yeah. It never happens. Is everyone's like very civilized? Yeah. 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 You're so and so poo and all that. The big question I've got, right, is, is when you're sitting there at the Cricket World Cup all day, you must get hungry. Do you bring your own sandwiches or do they treat you to a lunch? I've got a great... This is unbelievable. When the... At the Cricket World Cup, I've never noticed this before, they actually bring... I had a roast dinner brought to me in a box oh, hey. beside me. Yep, just That's before amazing. the end of the... Fo- I know. But, you, but, I've, but I've never noticed... And they, you'd have someone bringing you water... You need coffee? Bring me a coffee. <laughs> I've never had it before. Never had it before. Never That's had it amazing. before. Uh, but uh, when you're doing test cricket, you go to the pavilion because you get longer to have your lunch. You all go upstairs. But the World Cup, they treated us so good. Brought us lunch, and you had uh, you had the choice of food as well. Nice. Did you get I on well with the other final, I, I, Do yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, they're all your mates. Yeah, all yeah. your mates. Yeah, you have and you have good banter. You know, there's loads of good banter going on Instagram. Some of it gets right to the mark. That's when it has to go on a WhatsApp chat group. <laughs> but it can get right to the mark. But you got to take it. You know, I'll probably yeah. You know, my phone's going now. There's loads of things because I've just brought up the Instagram story mm. about the book opening. I'm probably getting battered on Instagram by people. <laughs> but that's what we'll that's what that. social media is about, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. That's what social media is about. Absolutely, and it's uh, I, I just I think it's awesome. I think it's it's. Amazing doing all these, and because because when you look back at you know, I'm not like talking about this, but it's quite morbid. But when you look back at the end and you think, bloody hell, what have I done in my life? I've done all of that good stuff. I mean, that's mm. gonna be amazing. You've got so so such a long time to go as well. Like you've got so many more. Thank you. Like, great oh, experience. <laughs> you've got you've got to remember. Okay, I just I know I'm gonna go to the Olympics, so that'll be seven Olympics. You get to the Olympics yeah. and you think. You know, there's cutbacks in this industry, and it's really, really hard. Can I get to another World Cup? And I think I really want to go to Qatar. I didn't want to go yeah. to Russia. But when I got to Russia, I loved it. We had a right good time in, mm. in Russia. It was really, really good. But you think, can I get to Qatar? Can I get to Qatar? That could be a good World Cup. That could be the World Cup that England do something. You want to be there to see England win a World Cup, don't you? So, yeah, of course. Like, like next year, we've got the European Championships, haven't we? Uh, England... Are playing at home in the European Championships. I think if, if we get to a knockout stage, we may have to go to Ireland, Rome, or Baku. That could be one of our knockout games. But the rest of the time, we're playing at Wembley. So why can't it be like Euro '96 again? Yeah. Wow. 
That's going to be amazing. It's going to be so good. It's going to be really warm as well. You have to take uh, lots, of, lots of sun cream and, and uh, water yeah, yeah. out there. But uh, it's, it's just... Because you get to travel the world as well. I mean, that's, that must be a huge plus, this job. I haven't been... I haven't. When was the last time I really ran away? Yeah. Russia spent six weeks... Like last week you were in France. Spent Russia... Yeah, yeah. As a 12-hour drive. <laughs> I opted to drive because I wanted, I wanted my studio lights with me. I wanted my George Crosses with me in case I wanted to do a picture with the girls, which they did. So you've got to have your studio lights with you. You take a 400mm lens, you can take a 500mm lens. So 12 hours in a car don't bother me. You, you have to set off three hours before when you go to an airport, don't you? Mm, exactly. You know, two hours, two hours to check in, an hour to travel to the airport. So you just might as well <clears throat> drive down the Channel Tunnel and get on with it. Yeah, I always say driving's better anyway. Like going anywhere, yeah. just in your current comfort as yeah. well. Yeah, um, I haven't been to America for a long time. But I'd like to go back to America. Last time I went to America was, God, I went. I did Manchester United. I did Manchester City pre-season, and I did an Amir Khan fight. So I nearly spent two weeks going coast to coast and wow. went up to Canada as well. It was that was brilliant. That was brilliant. I did Beckham for two weeks when he signed for LA Galaxy, and Chelsea were there in pre-season. So yeah. Quite lucky, and I've seen a lot of fights in Las Vegas. I've seen a lot of fights in New York, so yeah, it's good. <laughs> I, I find it amazing. There's just, if, is there, is there anywhere you haven't been that you want to go? Wow, <clears throat> yeah, the moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let's be truthful. Let's be truthful. My my hobby, I love diving. Yeah, I've dived with sharks in Egypt. <clears throat> photograph sharks. I'd love to do great white sharks in Guadalupe. There wow, there's my challenge. That's what nice. I'd like to do. People say to me, "Are you mad trying to photograph sharks?" <laughs> we was on a dive boat, and someone acted very, very silly with uh, silly there, and he swam to another boat and forgot there were sharks, and it bit him in the foot, and he ended up having eighty stitches in his foot. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, 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 yeah. But you're right though. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> dive. When did I last? Yeah, I was, you know, they. I had one literally for me to you, as in the computer. Yeah. And all I did was kept taking pictures. I did. did it just didn't didn't phase me at all. You got an oceanic shark coming towards you, but I've just spent out on some real serious gear because I'm going to Egypt. When am I going to Egypt? Late September. So I don't think there'll be sharks where we're going. It'll just be uh, eels and things like that. It won't be sharks, but that's what I'd love to do. I'd love to photograph sharks. So you see some of the images. I think. Uh, ABC Explorer, he's a guy that does all the stuff off the Discovery Channel. These stuff are great whites are just out of this world. Yeah. <laughs> but my Amazing. daughter my daughter, she likes to dive and she's always said she'll get to the great whites before me. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> um does all the photography and, and travelling, does it take a toll on you or or not? You just, just enjoy it so much. <clears throat> I've had my right ankle fused. It's got a bolt through it. So yeah, right. it does take toll. Too much playing football when I used to be away with uh England all that and too much running. I just had my ankle fused. That helped. I had two toes repaired last year, so body's not doing too bad. Hobby, <laughs> cycle cycle to keep fit. Yeah, so I do I did twenty six miles yesterday just to keep fit. Bloody hell. <laughs> That's great. I try not I try not to drink too much, just say that as you as we see at the photography show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. That show is crazy, drinking amount, the, the amount of drinking that goes on. Like You're expected to get up really early the next day and just work the whole day. And, oh, it's I, a great, it's really fun that. though. I, can't, I cannot do that. I get my days of that are long gone. I can't do that. I didn't know what I was getting that. myself into, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, they all say that. Yeah, they all say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully, I'll get, hopefully I'll be back there next year uh, and we'll, uh, yeah, we'll maybe catch up then as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was talk. I was got. There was talk. I was supposed to be going on the main stage, but I think what well, they want to talk to me about. <laughs> well, I, I, I did. Like I did. I did. Yeah, I did Dave and Glynn last year, and yeah. they said it was good. It went down well. So yeah, yeah. I've got to give a shout I'm out doing to them soon. because they're, they're yeah. I'm amazing. doing. I'm doing. Yeah, top jaw. I'd never met Glynn until breakfast. Evine, when do we do it? February, when it March. That's the first March, time I met yeah, Glenn. Yeah. I spoke to him loads of times. First time I met him. I knew Dave because I've met Dave at uh, QPR. We met him on mm. the terraces. Quick hello. And then we did. <laughs> he shoots, he draws. And I didn't know what the hell was supposed to happen. They do their big intro. And he says, right, who are you? What are you? But I know now because I listen to their podcast really regularly. It's good. It's a great podcast. Great podcast. It is. Yeah. I always give them a retweet and things like that. 
I know I've had a few people come up to me. Oh, can you get me on there? Can you get me on there? <laughs> truthfully, truthfully, <laughs> yeah, truthfully. Nice, yeah. That's uh, he usually draws with Dave Clayton and Glenn Jewis. So, um, so if anyone wants to go check that out, I'll leave it down in the description as well. Um, yeah, great podcast. Uh, is there any? Have you had any awkward moments with other photographers, or has it always been sort of in respect? Awkward moments. What you know, when you mean when the red mist has come down? Yeah, yeah. Or like get out of my seat, sort of thing. <laughs> Not so much get out of your seat. You know, when you've seen a Champions League final run around and. Uh, there's arms and elbows going everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you got to you got to have sharp elbows. Let's say that it doesn't happen as much now, especially at the FA Cup final. The FA Cup final is very regimented. You're behind a barrier. Mm. Team comes, lifts the trophy. You turn round. They go to the presentation area, lift the cup, spray a bit of champagne, and then you're stuck behind a barrier. You get a little bit down the sides, but <clears throat> in our country, we're very, really, really respectable in this country. But it can happen abroad. What was the last good punch up? Chelsea <laughs> versus Bayern Munich when they right. won the Champions League final. That got hairy. That was a real hairy one. Tell yeah, me about that it. was a real hairy one. Ooh, just elbows flying in. Yeah, right. elbows flying in. Just trying to get because. <laughs> You UEFA say you've got to stay behind the balls once one person goes they all go you all go yeah. you break rank because otherwise you're not going to get the picture <clears throat> I wasn't yeah. at the Champions League final in Wales when Real Madrid played that was a bad one apparently but I wasn't there for that something else happened on that day and I didn't go because it wasn't an English tide involved but that mm. got really hairy apparently in, in, that, in that game yeah in that mm. game uh, <clears throat> run-ins I took this uh I took this very, very dramatic picture. It was a fight uh, many years ago at uh, White Hart Lane between Michael Watson and Chris Eubank. Uh, it was a f- it, it was a tragedy because Michael Watson went into a coma, but I was in that corner uh, and I leant across the ropes and I, I literally saw him and I clicked. It was in film days when we used in film and I clicked one frame off and his fist just went bang and I flew clean out the ring. <laughs> I went, <clears throat> it was horrible because you remember the poor boxer went into a coma when he got back to the office yeah. we got this absolutely dramatic image of Michael Watson and he was slumped on the shoulders of Jimmy Tibbs his trainer and it was horrible I was do- I had to do my job I had to you know I was there doing my job and it made front page of the sun but luckily Michael now has you know has made a, a stronger recovery but mm. that's in my book and I was really really worried about putting that picture in my book but that that is what uh, you know uh, a moment in sport that I, I, yeah. I, I wanted to put it put it in the book I hope Michael doesn't mind if he ever saw it I don't know people two or three people advise me you've got to use that picture it's part of your story and so I've used it I've used it so how, how have you got the most out of the pictures in the book how have you laid them out <laughs> They go in. Uh, it goes yearly. It goes yearly. So every year goes chronological order. Yeah, chronological yeah. order. And the first days, as we start it with uh, with that very first picture. No, righty, righty forwards the book, and then the very first picture, uh, and it's got all the caption on the back of the picture as well. We photograph that, and then all the stamps. Every time it was used in the sun, we use it like that, <laughs> and then it shows me at some sporting events. There's the Ryder Cup, and there's a Oh, you'll see a punch-up in that. I'm getting absolutely <laughs> battered in this punch-up. All people on top of me. Uh, there's a picture of me that my friend Dave Shopland, shout-out to Dave Shopland, he took of me. I was on him, Lionel Messi doing that, followed him all the way through. And There's my Messi celebrating and I'm on him. And that's in the book as well. Uh, yeah, just lo- loads of images. Uh, and then we move forward and forward. And they were like, we found this amazing picture of Sebi Ballesteros. And Sebi, Sebi Ballesteros has died. But I took this picture of him at the Ryder Cup. He's got the trophy in his hand. And I sent it to someone who I really respect, Roskinaird Golf. And I said, is that a nice image? And he went, that is a nice image. Because everyone wants a picture of Sebi like that. So you, so yeah. you remember it. So yeah. you remember it. It's like, I think it's like you said, one, was there one thing I'd love to photograph? And I think it's Muhammad Ali in the ring. I'd love to photograph Muhammad Ali in action. That 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 one photo. But <clears throat> yeah, but I've got Muhammad Ali in the book, and I've got his daughter in the book because she she fought before Lennox Lewis fought in America, wow. and I've got Muhammad Ali with the Ryder Cup team because we was in Louisville and Kentucky, and he did a picture with the uh, Ryder Cup team. So I got a picture there. I've got wow. a picture there of Muhammad Ali in my book. 
but I'd love to have photographed him in action. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you ever worry about people taking your photos? Because I've always wondered that about photographers. <laughs> what, nicking them off Instagram or things like that? Well, yeah, that or, or even... Um, yeah, I guess that, yeah. Take, take them off, off websites and stuff. Because I'm worried about uh, graphic designers do it quite a bit, where we take them off. I mean, myself, I take them off. Say I'm doing graphic for Swansea just for fun. I just take them off their okay. social media accounts. If it happens, it happens. If I was to put a copyright mark on it, what's going to happen? Who's going to know? My, are my pictures worth anything? I don't know that. I just don't know. I don't work for a, a big international wire agency. I, I work, you know, I take these images okay, the images are now gone into a book. <clears throat> politely, politely, there was a, there's a, there's an ex-footballer called Jody Craddock who used to play for Wolves. He's now an artist. And he actually, through someone, he said, can I paint your picture? And I went, in, in oils. And I think it was the, I had a picture of the, the Ryder Cup, big and bold, and just all the hands on it. Yeah. And I said, yeah, of course you can. I'll, I'll be proud of it. I'll be proud of it. And, then I gave, he gave me a print of it, a 2016 print that's nice. hanging in a golf club where I used to play golf. And I took this very iconic image of Michael Johnson when he uh, smashed the Olympic record for the 200 metres and he wanted to paint that as well. And he painted that for me and I gave that to my physiotherapist who always repairs me when I've got bad backs <laughs> in it. And that's sitting on his wall as well. And he's supposed to be doing the last ever goal at the Bolin. I took this beautiful wide picture because they always used to say, oh, it's always pay under the lights at the bowling. And I think Jody's going to paint that one as well. But he, you know, his artwork is just amazing. He can he yeah. can paint a hamburger and you want to eat it. He's that good. You <laughs> want to ch- people want to check his website, Jody Craddock Art, I think it's called. He was cool. a professional footballer and he went into painting after, after he retired. He's brilliant. That's pretty impressive, actually. That's, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, check so it what, out. He's yeah, yeah, I will. Yeah, I'll leave it down in the description again. But uh, yeah, so what's, what's your, what do you think? Like, just be polite about it and ask you first. And what's your? <coughs> hope they've been, hope they've been polite. Hope they've been polite. Jody was polite. He asked me. The only time really I've had someone ask me. The only time someone's asked to use me, my stuff, is pitch publishing with a book. Do you want to do a yeah. book? And I, and I went, you're having a joke, can you? <laughs> you know. And then yeah. they say we'll pay you a couple of quid for it and it's even better but then I have to give the copyright back to my company because they own the copyright right I haven't yeah. done it for the money I haven't listen it's not going to make me it's not going to make me millions of pounds like <clears throat> people's books do it's just I've got my name on a book cover that's all it is oh, it's definitely like a, a nice thing to have as well it's definitely like a, a collection of uh, you know yeah. that could be something that's passed down for your family as well like if it's got uh, yeah. yeah definitely if it's got like, iconic yeah. there's iconic photos in it yeah, 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 yeah. All them iconic images. Yeah, yeah. So, six Olymp- six 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 Olympics, seven World Cups, cricket World yeah. Cups, Wimbledon, boxing, the Olympic Games stuff. is not. I'm really proud of the Olympic Games stuff because when you go to the Olympic Games, you can photograph Bradley Wiggins, you can photograph Chess Ennis, you can do Usain Bolt. It's just different images. <clears throat> yeah, it's different images. Well, it was mm. definitely. It was one of just. You remember? Do you remember the golden hour in 2012? When yeah, yeah, yeah. Three medals in it. Correct, and I and I was in centre of field that night, and I had this beautiful picture of Jess Ennis, and she come up. It was taken on a remote camera on the floor because I was, you know, you had a second camera going. She's come across the line, her arms are out wide and everything, and the designer cut both the arms out, and it was like, uh, no, you are not doing this to this picture. It's going across two pages, <laughs> and I won, and I won my battle. I won my battle. Nice. Yeah, Typical designer is always ruining it. Typical, typical designers ruin it. Got an idea, yeah. Let the let the picture let the picture breathe. Let the picture breathe. You know, don't don't be the hatchet man and cut it to pieces. Yeah, you see that quite a lot, of, especially in the newspaper. We're trying to like be clever with the articles. Um, yeah, I can imagine. It's, it's, a pic, as 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 there's a great there uh, was a great sports editor called Lee Clayton and he was a sports editor of the Daily Mail. He's now head of Talk Sport, but he got a job. He became the Sunday People sports editor, and I said to him, "A picture is as good as a thousand words." And he remembered that. He remembered that. Yeah, he remembered yeah. that. And when he went to the Daily Mail, his picture usage was incredible. Made their picture usage is brilliant. But now he's in. He's running Talk Sport. Nice. That's not a bad step up. <laughs> not, not many. Head of talks, yeah. not, not many. 
Nice. So, so what else is exciting about the book? What else are you uh, really excited to show people? I love the some of the boxing pictures. You've got, uh, in a way, Joe Calzaghe's last yeah. fights. There was fights with Bernard Hopkins and any fights, uh, Roy Jones Jr. There's an amazing picture, let me say, of Beer Vladimir Klitschko is when Lennox Lewis fought for the last time. It was in... Uh, the Staples Centre in Los Angeles. And Lennox hadn't really trained for this fight. We went out to preview it. We was out there six days and we'd heard he hadn't uh, trained very well because he, he did Ocean's 11 or Ocean's 12. There was a fight scene in Vegas. <clears throat> he hadn't really trained. And Vlad, I think Vlad was up like five rounds on the scorecard. And I think Lennox was told this. And Lennox just opened up this jab. He had a ramrod jab. And he opened his eye there, he opened his eye there, and he opened his eye there, and it was like surgical. It was a horrendous <laughs> picture. And Vladimir, he said that Lennox had headbutted him. And I remember <laughs> after the fight, I was editing the pictures at the press conference at time, and Lennox came up to me, and I said to Lennox, looked like you headbutted him there. He went, yeah, five times. And it was just, <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's like the rapport you have with sportsmen. But to get that, I, I got that picture used on the back of the sun as well because it was horrific, yeah. horrific picture. But I'm proud of that picture. Okay, such a good picture because I had literally split seconds to get that because the ref called the fight off. You know, he turns, you've got to get a longer lens. Mm. Horrific picture that was. 2012, I love 2012. 2012 was good that because that was a, a great fun time. Do you remember 2012? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> to have an Olympic Games at home and be able to sleep in your own bed, then yeah. go back to you know, for me, 20, 20 minutes down the road, I could get on the train, and in 20 minutes, I was in the middle of the Olympic Stadium. Bradley Wiggins, yeah. I had a brilliant picture of Bradley Wiggins winning the time trial. We had one Tour de France, I don't do Tour de France, but I was there when Wiggins won. Wiggins won that that race. That was probably one of my all top five events. I reckon that day at Hampton Court when he came across the line, it was incredible, incredible. Nice. Uh, yes. The raw, the raw, as you as we've just said about the the, the golden hour, the yeah. golden hour. That was a great event. That was a great Olympics. We had this great writer. Her name was Vicky Orvice. She was a real great friend. <laughs> and when I went, I went around with her all the Olympic games. She's just she literally passed away. This uh, this. Uh, this year, and we're planning the Olympic pullout for uh, Tokyo. We'd always plan these posts. She, she's going to be solely missed. But we've just produced this uh, pullout because it's next week. It's one year to go for the Olympic Games. Oh, wow. And we've got, we've got a great pullout. I'll be tweeting them pictures. We've got a gymnast. We've got a Paralympic swimmer. We have got a BMX rider. That's a beautiful picture. We have got taekwondo. We've got a sprinter. They're just good. And I was allowed to... They allowed me to photograph and set up, but use studio lighting. Mm. So it made lovely pictures, made great pictures. But it was mine and Vicky's little thing. We'd always do this for the last two or three Olympics. And shake with us now. It's a shame. Yeah. She'd have, she'd have loved to have been with us on that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, being at home as well. The, like you say just having Olympics at home. That's, we don't. You don't get that very often. So again, it's one of those things you can add to your collection nah. of being having a beautiful moment. Yeah. And then yeah. next Olympics, we went to Rio de Janeiro and it all was like, wow, look after your gear. Yeah, didn't, yeah. We didn't see, you know, we heard of a lot of equipment being stolen, touch wood. It was lucky for us. I see a woman get mugged at a bus stop. Something, I'm, I'm, you know, you know how everyone funnels in and gets on a bus. Just watched it happen. Little kid come in, rip the gold chain off, a runoff. Oh, yeah, people got... You know, uh, held at knife point at Ipanina Beach had their equipment. So you know, there's times when you do jobs that you just don't want to be there, but you have to be there because you're doing your job. Mm. We were we went we went around we went around on the subway nine times out of ten, and we were safe as houses. But I did go away with a big burly Scottishman. He had my back and I had his back. <laughs> Who is it? Was it? We went to South Africa. We went yeah, to South oh, Africa yeah. for oh, oh. That was 2010, wasn't it? Oh, World that, that's right, but. We stayed in Sun City. We had no, we had no trouble at all. But we was beer. We did have a bodyguard, and he was a bodyguard for <laughs> Nelson Mandela when he was alive. And he had all these ex SAS of South Africa to look after. So I never felt no, threatened one bit. Wow, that's, that's some uh, some patrol that is. <laughs> yep, yeah, but that's our company. In and they in in that situation, HR look after you. 
you're not going to South yeah. Africa without bodyguards because they've heard so many things because there's times when we would have to go from Sun City to Johannesburg. It was a long coach drive. They had a support car in front of us, support car at the back, and two mm. people with uh, armed uh, armed uh, weapons on their uh, on their leg. So they <laughs> took it seriously. They yeah, took it seriously. Have you ever carried a weapon we to a match? No, of course I haven't. Only, only my uh, Canon 400 to 8 and my Canon 600 <laughs> uh, mil. Boom, what a plug there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two big cannons on, on your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. there you go, there you go. Yeah, it'll be funny. You just carried like all the photographers, just like pepper spray on them, just just in case. Everyone comes and mugs you. Not happening at Wimbledon. That wouldn't happen there, would it? <laughs> no, no, no. The, the only uh, the only problem we have at Wimbledon is is the is the crowds coming at eleven o'clock racing for Hemman Hill. If you're coming the wrong way, let them go. Yeah. Just let them go. Yeah, let them go. Do you ever get any crowd shots? Like, do you ever get any like uh, like out of the game moments like that? <laughs> Yeah, you know, in, in that situation where uh, they're letting the flares go off in the crowd and things like that, they make great pictures, don't they? Yeah. Beautiful, all the smoky, the yeah, red yeah. and the flares. They make beautiful pictures. So, yeah, they're good. They're good. Listen, if it changes to a situation and something happens newsy, you got to photograph it. That's my job. You have to photograph it. You see something yeah. in the crowd or, God forbid, something happens, you got to do it. you got to do it. You mm. can't say, oh, no, I'm not doing that. I'm against that. I'm against that. you got to do it. I guess if it was really serious, you'd probably try and get away first, but I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. If you're driving along the road, something happens, God forbid, you know, look at Borough Market. I was talking yeah. about my daughter early. My daughter was on the night shift and they all said, oh, come for a drink, come for a drink. No, Shit. I've got to get up next day because I'm on the shift next day. Borough Market. Our office is right next to Borough Market. She missed that by about 10 minutes. Bloody hell. That's scary. Yeah, that's when that's when your luck's in, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah. Mind you, my, my daughter would have probably fought him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a story. Yeah, blimey. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, like, I love talking to you because you're so passionate about what you do, right? You just you do, every yes. every time you, you tell stories and stuff. You obviously, you get to watch some of the game or you, or even the, the memories. You just you just tell them as as like yesterday. As, as like, do you know what? I can, <coughs> I can I'm not sad, but I can th- I think I've got a very, very good memory. If I see a picture in a magazine or a newspaper, that's mine. I know that. I know my picture straight away. And I think when I stop remembering, that's when I'm gonna forget. Don't do the job no more. Yeah. You've got to remember your pictures, haven't you? I remember yeah. once we was do we was at I, I can tell you the game we was doing Spurs versus Luton Town. Luton Town were in what was the first division Luton Town went 2 0 up. Spurs had Pat Vandenhaus sent off, and Gascoigne absolutely ripped Luton Town <laughs> apart. They got it back to 2 2. And I remember there was an injury, and Gazza was waking, waiting to take a corner. I knew it. I saw him in the corner of my eyes, waiting to take a corner. And I'm ready, on, I'm ready to take a picture in this corner, and all of a sudden, I can hear my shutter going off. And Gazza had his finger on my shutter, and he got 36 <laughs> frames. <laughs> and he was just la- he was just laughing at me. He was just laughing at me because he was having a joke. Wow. He was having a joke. He was having a joke. That's amazing. What a story. Another instance. I mean, I remember when he signed for Lazio. I was on the same flight for him. When he'd, he'd signed for Lazio. He was coming back, and we was all and I was back a little bit. And he looked round, and there was all the photographers there. And he grabbed hold of me around the shoulder, and he goes, "You can have some of this." And he walked through the airport with his arm around my shoulder. And I, I think the pictures around my mum's or somewhere. And the picture was in our office when I got back into the office. It was just so Amazing. embarrassing. But what a moment walking through the airport with Gaza with his arm around it. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. I mean, it's just... But today's fo- today's football is you, you don't you don't even get near today's football. Right. It doesn't happen. <clears throat> speak to my agent, speak, or if you're doing a job, you're going through Nike, you're going through Adidas, for doing a picture to publicise to them. They haven't got time. They haven't got time. I've Is been very lucky. Media, I've been, <clears throat> I think so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But then I've been quite lucky. I've been on, in on the inner sanctum. I've helped out my friend who's the Chelsea club photographer. I've helped him do kit shoots and things like that. And you've got mm. Eden Hazard, you've got Olivier Giroud, you've got David Luiz, and they're just... They're just everyday yeah. people. It's just they. I'm trusted to go into the inner sanctum because I think my friend trusts me because I wouldn't say nothing. Mm. I've seen things in there 
that could make a story. And I'd never do it. I'd never do it because I've been put into that situation. I've been on a day off and I've helped out. Yeah, you lose your trust, wouldn't you, as well? So Correct. Okay, Correct. Even with, even with, even with the, even with something like boxing, hmm. I, I saw something happen. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, and I promise never to tell anybody. But the night Frank Bruno won his world title, <laughs> he went to his wife, and then he came over to me and he kissed me on the cheek and he said, "Thank you for not saying nothing, Mister Sunman." Nice. Uh, when I went to Las Vegas, eight months after that, he was good as gold to me. He got, he looked nice. after me. It could have, it could, it wouldn't have stopped the fight, but it would have been good for him. That's all yeah. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It's a good story. It's a good story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just can't, I just can't help but think, keep, like, keep thinking in my head, like, so many good moments, so many good moments. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Do you ever just, do you ever just sit down and just think about it all? I just, you just think I've been so lucky. Yeah, that first ever that first ever letter. If I'd have put a date on it, I'd have done it three weeks earlier, wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paul, 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 battle my boss. Yeah, thank you for your undated letter. <laughs> I told you I was never good at writing. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me a bit worried because I've just sent loads of portfolios out to football clubs, and I don't think I put a date on them. So, oh, <laughs> yeah. But they're too so. I don't, yeah, I don't know what happens over in this day and age. It doesn't matter as much. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bit worried. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so the last couple of questions for, for the podcast I ask a lot of people. Yeah, okay. Uh, sort of regular sort of questions. Um, first of all, okay. it's normally about design, but tip, but tips into getting uh, into the sports photography world and uh, just just having this passion as well, just just keeping up the passion. <clears throat> Any tips? Tips for getting into it. I, I get email after email. I yeah. want to be a sports photographer. Can you help me? I started on a local paper. I think yep. I started right at the. I started right at the bottom. I started right at the bottom, and that's the way people could do it. They're not going to walk into a. Uh, they're not going to walk into a Premier League ground and shoot Premier League football. They've got mm. to start at the bottom. They've got to go on local newspapers or try and find out where their local agencies is and start in the Championship, building it upwards. Don't don't expect to walk into the Premier League. And if you yes. do walk into the Premier League. <clears throat> don't come in as a big time Charlie come in be respectful let people come to you because it, it it has happened it has it has happened people have built up built up and and people get ex- accepted more by that way yeah by right. that way yeah that makes sense as well because they've just built, they've got a reputation around them correct yeah yeah I don't mind talking to. I'll, I'll give anybody. Uh, yeah, anybody emails me. I'll get, I'll always talk to them. Anybody <clears throat> tweets me or Instagram me. I'll give them. You know, always a polite answer. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But you know, there can be some big time Charlies around who think they've done it and they haven't. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Just give them a kick. Say oi. No, no, not at all. Them get Just on with them. Them. All right. Them fall fat in the face. Them fall fat in the face. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> mm. um, what's your what's your best purchase under a hundred pounds? Can you say that again? What's your best purchase under a hundred pounds? Oh wow, under a hundred! Yeah, yeah. It's hard because obviously <clears throat> photography is a very expensive thing. <laughs> are we talking? Are we talking? Are we talking uh, anything for the family home? Or has it got to be photography and design? No, anything, anything you want. Could be literally anything. Oh wow! How much are these? Uh, they're one sixty-three, aren't they? Yeah, they're a bit more. Yeah, yeah. one sixty-three. Oh god, you've really put me on a the spot there, haven't you? <laughs> My best purchase. I got a freebie set of uh, Blampun headphones the other day. Can I say that? But for the cricket World Cup. Oh, <laughs> My best purchase under a hundred pound. <laughs> I love it. It gets people all the time. This is a great question. Yeah, you never. T- you should have teed me up for this because that's really, really cruel. That that is really cruel. What 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 do people say? Go on and give me a clue. Say, jog me memory. So, so some people, well, a lot of people say those those um, like wireless headphones or things like that, or, or little or shoes or gear or stuff like that. But then other other ones which I really like are, are meals out or date nights or, or like really cheap plane tickets or train tickets or, or event tickets. I like I like those ones. Where it's around an experience. But wow, wow. A tank full of air is pretty. A tank full of air is pretty good at six quid, and it? it keeps you alive when you're diving. <laughs> <That's>... 
That's a great answer. That's a really, really Boom. good answer. I didn't think of that. That's a fantastic and, answer, and it, yeah. And the spare tank as well, because t- in England, because the visibility is so bad, you have an auxiliary tank. So, yeah, that would probably come to 10 quid. There you go, 10 quid, two, air, two tanks of air. You don't want to run out of air in the sea. That's a great answer. <clears throat> Correct. Oh, well done. Um, okay, a couple of last, two last questions. First of all, what's your the oh. best life rules to live by? Best life rules. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. We get a bit philosophical on this podcast at the end. <laughs> I don't drink. I don't drink much now because right. I don't like working with an hangover. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Like, does it stump? Does it stump your creativity as well? Did it, Did you? Are you a bit slower on the shutter? Are you? Like, <laughs> I've worked. I've been. I've been to some events and I've been. I've been slaughtered and still managed to get a good picture. But I wasn't. I wasn't a raving alcoholic. You know, it's just a one night bender. You know, yeah. and yeah. still managed. And I still managed to get a good picture. It's like when you go to the Olympic Games, never drink, never drink for the Olympic Games, never drink for the whole of the World Cup. People say, "Well, oh, go on, you got to have a drink. Go have a drink." Nope, not until the closing ceremony. I'm not having a drink. Because I will not wake up with a stink. Not dedication, not to being stupid. I won't wake up with a stinking hangover, being a case for Nurofen. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably being part of being professional as well. I mean I, that makes okay. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I, you know I'm 55 now. <clears throat> I know you had a laugh at the photography show, etc., etc. And I've I've seen things like that. But we used to have a we used to have. A, I'm gonna I'll do him here. My my wine man Jamie McPhillamy. He was young like you, and he was my uh, he was my wire man. He, wire man means he takes my pictures, he transmits them, he transmits to London. <clears throat> and one night he went for a big, big night out at Wimbledon, mm. and he fell asleep on Wimbledon Common on a park bench. And when we come in, <laughs> we come into work at ten o'clock next morning. He just come in with the same clothes on. Oh no, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. a belter. They found him. He was asleep on a park bench on Wimbledon Common. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a bit, with, his, with all his gear as well no 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 just, oh, okay. just his clothes yeah, just his clothes he, he'd have only had a laptop in them days I always said I was going to stitch him up so I stitched him up there and he got very very drunk at the uh, Olympic Games in Australia when he wasn't working for me he was working for my good friend at the Daily Express and he had one event to wire uh, I think it was about 7 o'clock in the morning because it was 11 o'clock at night in the UK, mm. and I heard, and we got up at about five o'clock in the morning, and I heard the front door go, and he come in, and I went, all right, Jay, he went, yeah, fine, good, and he went to bed, <laughs> and I went in, I had a cup of tea, went in, I went, you know, you're wiring for Stu, and he was like, uh, uh, and I just <laughs> locked him in the, I just locked him in the house, I locked him in the house, and it was the only one night he had to work, and luckily for me, I my office didn't want it, so I wired the pictures for Stu, so it made his addition. But yeah, that's what alcohol can do for you on the job. There you go. Best life rule, don't drink on the job. Correct. Correct. Like I'm gonna get a mass abuse now, everyone's gonna say you lightweight. <laughs> hey, don't 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 go to that peer pressure. Stay away from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, last one is how do you want to be remembered? Wow. Nice person. People have got on with me, really. Yeah. Yeah, be a nice person. Yeah, be a nice person. You certainly are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. That's it. That's I. I just hope I get on with people. You know, don't offend yeah. people. I don't say too much or tweet too much. I might WhatsApp some people and offend people, but I keep that <laughs> quiet. You know, keep that private. Yeah. yeah. I just hope I'm a nice bloke, really. That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you very, very much. It's been a real pleasure. It's been emotional. <laughs> uh, where can people find you and say hello to you on the on the internet? Uh, Twitter is Dicky Pelham. Instagram is Dickie Pelham. Nice. There you go. Uh, I had a, I had a, I, <clears throat> I had a, uh, I had a social media, a social media uh, 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 lesson the other day. It was really, yeah. really interesting, actually. Yeah, yeah. My, my profile's gone up a lot more. How uh, your hashtag and etc. Ah. etc. A lady from Canada, Lindsay from Canada, really helped me. It's good. The times you're supposed to Instagram, the things you're supposed to Instagram to open up the gateways and the Twitter as well. So nice. When did I have that done last Friday? Yeah, it's improved. Yeah, it's improved fifty percent. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Yeah, definitely. That's pretty good. Yeah. You'll see, you'll see, yeah. Uh, do you think Canon was like start tweeting out your photos because they they got their their accounts? They have to. 
they like and favour. They have to be very, very careful. If you're photographing uh, footballers and things like that, they can't really be seen uh, right. to, because it's yeah, it's like oh, we're endorsing, and they can't do that. They can't uh, do that. Okay. You have to, that's like you said, if someone nicks your copyright and things like that. Yeah. They're, they're not endorsing, they're, they're liking my picture, but, you know, in different situations, they're going to have, a, you know, liking a picture of, say, Fred Bloggs. Mm. They could get sued, couldn't they, by that player? Oh, you're, you're endorsing our product. Yeah, you're endorsing absolutely. our player illegally. So it's that way as well, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of complications. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, there you go. Thank you very, very much. It's been real good. Thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the show. As I mentioned at the start, the Creator Waffle Speaker Night tickets are now available down in the description below. They are only £5 for a great night's event. The first ever Creator Waffle event. I'm a bit nervous about it, but it should be a great one. Just trying to fill up all the seats. There's about 200 people there, hopefully, we're going to get. Um, so I'm just trying to get as many people as possible to come along. There's other ways you can help out the podcast down below. If you've liked this episode, please do share it around on social media. And go and check out Dickie's work as well. It's, uh, it's fantastic photography. Really, really good. And um, you can see why he's one of the most established photographers uh, in the sporting game. And with that, I'll see you next week for another episode of the Football Creative slash Creative Waffle Podcast. See you then.